Hi, this is Mark Wiltshire. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Explore Finland radio show. This episode is a continuation of the conversation that I had in last week's episode with Juha Koevisto, the former promoter of the Provinci Rock Festival here in Seinioki. Last week we were talking about Provinci Rock and we were talking about the, the, the domestic music scene in Finland. This week the conversation moves on to some other other festivals around here and I, I think you're going to find some some interesting and, and perhaps slightly slightly more quirky festivals out there. So let's head over now to my conversation with Juha. Okay, today we're talking about festivals and of course there are festivals in, in many different countries. Um, we're going to focus specifically on the festival scene in Finland. I'm joined today by Juha Koivisto and his email signature says promoter, agent. That's it. So I think that Juha is the perfect person to talk to about festivals in Finland. Juha, thanks for joining us today. Oh yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Um, in general, in Finland, why do you think the, the, the festival is such, a, is such a, an important part of the, of the calendar? Oh, I think the Finnish summer is so short that we <laughs> want to take an advantage every possible week in summertime when we can be outdoors for some reason. Yeah, we might be one of the reasons actually. <laughs> I, it's possible, and and it's it, we're in the middle of summer now, and it's basically rained for the last three weeks, um, and we were talking before about you know when it might start to get warm. But you're right, it, it, mid, midsummer is approaching and that's, that's a huge celebration over here. I think it, after, perhaps after Christmas, that's the next, the next biggest. Oh yeah, it's, it's really, really a Finnish tradition have so-called midsummer parties and towns are really quiet on midsummer and everybody is going to countryside yeah. to have a holiday in Capping or going to festival or something like that. And Midsummer parties are really a long tradition. Numerok Festival has started 50 years ago, and there are some other festivals which are almost as old as Numerok. So Numerok is a midsummer festival, is oh, that yeah. right? Okay. And it's quite interesting history because it started to be really, uh, in the beginning, it was really a Schlager festival. Okay. With Finnish artists. Schlager artist, and nowadays it's heavy metal festival. What, okay, <laughs> that, what, what is Schlager? Schlager. Oh, Iskelma. Uh, the traditional with the accordion, uh, that yeah, kind of. Right, Finnish okay, music. okay, yeah. Yeah. And in a way, that's quite interesting thing happened to festival, you know. And now it's, so it, it changed the nature of the happening. Yeah. It's, I guess, it's the music. It's reflecting the music of the people that want to attend that that event at that time of of the year. In a way, I think nowadays, you know, midsummer parties are aimed for younger people, and that's one of the reasons. Because even though Finland has got long tradition in festivals, I think normally people think that festivals belong to younger people especially festivals with camping possibility. The average age of the festival goers is relatively low 
compared to other European okay, countries. Okay, because you've generally seen in recent years that it's become it's become an older and older. Oh yeah, I think in Great Britain the average age of the festival goers is like 34, 35 nowadays, okay. and in Finland it, it's it's like 23, 24 in this so-called camping festival. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy to be pushing that average upwards, and I intend to keep keep going as long as I can. And I think at the same time there is room for these new kind of city festivals, mm. which are more easily accessible for older people. And of course there are festivals that just aim for older people, like folk music, jazz festivals, opera festivals, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's and that's interesting because that's the it runs across the entire spectrum uh, of of music. Um, actually, a week ago, uh, my son was singing in one show, one opera show. He was part of the uh, of a group of young boys singing in this show, um, and it was in Ilmajoki, and it was the uh, opera festival that oh, was yeah. taking taking place there in a really small town. You know, a, sm- a town smaller than Sainioki, which is a relatively small town. Yeah. There's a week or ten days opera festival. And then you mentioned that there's a jazz festival, which is in Pori. Oh, yeah. Every summer. Jazz is a very... It's, it, the, the sort of acts that they bring there now, it's kind of jazz and soul and, you know, even acoustic acoustic artists play in there now. But still, it's that end of the, of the music spectrum. I think the Finnish festivals has got such a long tradition based on that that we have in our nature to... Uh, work in associations and do some volunteer work, which is called talkotyö, and that's the basis of the festivals. The people are volunteering to run the festivals. So there might be like just a couple of employed people and hundreds of volunteers working to make it happen. And I think that's the secret of having such many festivals in Finland. I think every festival has got a little bit like similar history. There are like music freaks, music fans, which are forming like association and starting to or- organize different kind of happenings, festival. And normally has started as a, just a volunteer project, and some festivals has grown and grown to be really professional organizations after that, after years and years. I've had a couple of people tell me that they've, in the past, they've worked at a festival for two days in order to get a ticket for two days. And they're quite happy to sort of do it that way. And they're giving something, they're getting something back, and then they go and party, and that's that's good for them as well. I think nowadays the situation in Finland is a little bit like mixed. There are still lots of festivals which are run by associations, and at the same time... More or less, the new festivals are like private companies and aim for make some money. And as you say, maybe the, the associations are, are teaming up or partnering somehow with the with the larger professional organisations in order to keep the, yeah, the, I the think individual the ones going. picture is a little bit like changing. It's more or less beginning to be like business orientated, so you are not able to survive to being a top festival and being being just based on one association. It's not necessary 
possible anymore, but there are still some festivals which are having a little bit like old kind of model and doing quite well, like Ilosari Rock, for example, in Joensu. They are still run by an association. And do they still manage to get the artists that they need well, from overseas? They are based in Joensu in July, which is really not easily accessible <laughs> no, place, that's true, even yeah. in Finland. So it's in the very east of so, Finland. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really a struggle, but I think they have got very good brand and very good reputation, and I think people love the atmosphere of the festival, and that's their biggest advantage against other things. And Joensu is such a beautiful summer town as well. Okay, okay. When we we spoke a few weeks ago, you mentioned uh, Kaustinen. Yeah. The, it's the folk festival up there. Maybe maybe tell me a little bit about that, because I've never been. It's, it's always been... It's about an hour north of Seinioki, where, where we're based. And it's always been a little bit too far, especially with a young family, to, to make a visit. About Ilmajoki and saying that it was it is a really small place. Yeah. Kaustinen is far, far smaller compared to Ilmajoki. Okay, okay. But that neighborhood has got that kind of tradition and lots of folk musicians tend to come over there. Right, okay. But there is long tradition uh, of music in that neighborhood and I think that's one of the bases which is li- lies over there and it's really just middle of the nowhere heartland of the Finland and has got that kind of tradition of sort of certain kind of folk music that is just amazing and this is is this this kind of uh, the heartland of this Eskelma type music no, or it's, it's not Iskelma, it's really all folk music which you are, like Polska, you are playing by violin and that right, kind of okay. stuff, really 18th, 19th century kind of tradition, even though. And uh, there are certain music schools in Kaustinen which are keeping up, you know, the tradition okay. in that neighborhood. And all the old musicians, folk musicians, tend to gather over there. I think there is like two or three thousand of those playing, volunteering that festival as well. So it's really, really something, something in which is really couldn't happen anywhere else in Finland. I could say. I, I remember hearing about this folk festival, maybe. I guess maybe eight or nine years ago, and thinking, well, that sounds interesting, but folk music. And then there's been this kind of explosion of folk and folk-influenced music in the last six or seven years. I think Mumford & Sons, although their their music started being more of a kind of bluegrass sound, people heard it and thought folk. And since then, there's just been so many different bands, not just from the UK, but from all around with a, a kind of folk or country sort of sound. And now the idea of a folk festival seems quite easy, even for me to imagine who might play on that yeah, from, with an international feel. To be honest, I think the expression folk means a little bit different in Finland. It's, it means really old-fashioned kind of really traditional music, which used to be played in small houses in dark winter times. Yeah, yeah. 
keep the, up the good spirit during the dark time of the year i think so oh i think i think you're you're right and of course the music that becomes popular is always oh. it, it has an influence from somewhere else but it's it's something that the whole mainstream can understand um i i'm thinking of acts i, I just listened to an interview with them this morning um the unthanks and they're from the very north of of england they sing in a really strong um i think northumberland accent that i can't always understand but it's just beautiful and it's melancholy and i think there's some of that yeah. in finnish music as well I, i'm i'm doing an interview as you know with with some of your colleagues in a in a few weeks time where we're going to talk about finnish music but there's there's definitely a melancholia i think yeah. to the, the think sound of it is more close to girl music tradition right okay yeah. okay I think they have certain kind of international acts over there, which are really folklore kind of stuff, dancing groups and that kind of things. That, so it sounds interesting. It does. It does. I, I really. You have to experience it once because it's really something completely different. Yeah. Someone would say. Now I'm gazing away, thinking, when can I get myself to Kalsten? What about nowadays? What's been happening new? in the last few years we've we've been talking about festivals that have been around for at least 10 years i think so far and some of them 50 50 years but now nowadays you see you see new things popping up all the time for example i just saw this sideways festival being advertised in helsinki and there's there's one or two others in in Senioki. maybe you can just sort of talk about a few of those for a, yeah. a few minutes Let's say that I, I would say that in the 80s, when we were talking about festivals, it did normally mean that you were in some remote place, in small place, and you did have some camping possibilities, and you know, and it was really archaic, so no any proper facil- facilities mm-hmm. or anything like mm-hmm. that. And nowadays, it seems to be that the new wave of Festivals are more or less like city festivals, which are held in main squares of the town or in a way in urban environment as well, like sideways festivals last in Helsinki. And I think it's festival markets are quite divided compared uh, there are those old traders traditional kind of camping festival and as well new kind of city festivals and in a way city festivals are more or less like mm, I think it comes from different kind of tradition you are having parties in midtown and normally the program ends like then in the evening you might have some clubs after that but you have a nice neighborhood, good facilities, good... Uh, nowadays it seems to be that it's really a compulsory thing to have a good catering possibilities. You know, food is relatively important mm. in festivals nowadays. There is certain kind of street gourmet kind of fever going on in Finland, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. And nice and easy and easily access, accessible events. You can even go with metro to enter the festivals. Yeah. yeah. When 
in the past you would have to travel by train and it's, and like for example locally in say New York you've got this um, hip hop festival that's, yeah. that started in the last few years I think and it's quite obvious when you are having urban music you are having that kind of festivals in urban environment yeah yeah well. that makes that makes sense that makes sense um, that's true but the the and, and also this solar sound which is more of a EDM dance dance kind oh, of yeah. festival and that's that's again sprung up in recent years yeah and I think you can easily say that the average age of the audience is not over 20 years in those kind of events. No. But at the other end of the spectrum, we haven't talked about this yet, and I think we, we really need to, um, is tango marketing. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what one thing that re- always strikes me as, as, as impressive from, from the town is that Sanyoki will just close down roads and block them off and throw a party in the middle of town. As you, as you said, it, yeah. it, and uh, and this Tango Marginal Festival, it has a much older um, target audience. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, and it, it's kind of there's a there's a singing competition on TV. It's like the the grandfather of the X Factor or something like that. And these people are singing on TV. They, they, there's a winner, a male and a female winner. Chosen Tango King and Tango Queen. Exactly, and then they actually are at the festival in Sanyoki to to sing for the for the audience, and a lot of people go there just to dance. Just to explain a, a little bit of uh, I don't know some of your experiences, and and also where when people come to Sanyoki for that festival, where do they where do they sleep? What's the accommodation? It's not camping. No, definitely not camping. And in a way, I think like. Tango Festival is starting like mid-80s and, you know, I think the great innovation must have closed down a couple of streets on the center of the Seinäjoki mm. and turned them like to dance kind of halls in a way. Yeah, yeah. In a way, I think that kind of festivals has been somewhere in Great Britain like we blame the streets or street carnival or something like well, that. Well, that's that's true in a way. I mean, the carna- the Notting Hill carnival yeah. is is very much a parade that goes through yeah. the streets. I've never been. It takes place I don't know ten miles from my home, but I've never been. But this is more of a it's a it's a static area in Sanyoki where and people go to dance. Yeah, and, and certain kind of tango tradition in Finland, which is Finnish tango, is not similar compared to Argentinian ones. But let's say that. There used to be in the golden age of music in Finland, 40s, 50s, lots of dance hall. Mm-hmm. So there is really a strong tradition in Finland to go to dance, tango music. And in a way, it was really a success at one point, you know, to turn that kind of tradition into this kind of street festival, mm-hmm. actually. People would love to go to really overcrowded street streets to dance tango music and it's aimed for middle age or even older people 40 50 years old and it has been going since i think 95 or something like that and it has been quite successful although it seems to be that it was on on their heydays it was one of the most watched tv shows as well in okay. finland yeah. tango contest and those 
amateur singers contest against each other and who will be the next tango team or so and I think it did lose some popularity after the new TV shows came to Finnish television, those Voice of Finland and that kind of yeah, stuff. But yeah. in a way it's still keeping up quite nicely actually and I think that's the when you go into the festival area, and it's a similar area to the Valtiot Race yeah. and Rock Festival that happens a couple of weeks afterwards. Um, but you but you have the some an outdoor area with a stage, so it looks like a traditional festival. But there are a few other sort of indoor areas and, indoor and venues tents where and you things. can dance. Actually, yeah. there should be a really certain kind of floor on those kind of tents that you can dance quite easily. Not too slippery or yes, okay. Not too hard one actually. Actually, my parents are coming over in a few. We're recording this in the middle of June, and my parents are coming over in a few weeks' time. And they timed this trip to come for the tango festival. They don't dance. <laughs> they don't. They they when they have a drink, they like to dance, and that's the best place. That's the best place and for it's it. Really, is. that kind of stuff that people just want to listen same old songs yeah. year after yeah. year it's really something that it's <laughs> in the backbone of all Finnish history certain yeah. songs the other amazing thing to see is the number of camper vans that arrive in Seniuki this know, is not not everyone can stay in a hotel so lots of open so land is turned park over in center of the Seniorki town is turned into camper van area, actually. Yeah, but also... And there are like thousands of those. It's really, really an amazing thing that you can turn one city centre, a total festival site in that, that sense. Yeah, it's, it's true. And then you drive down the busy roads and they have a, a large grass verge at the side of the road and there's just camper vans parked anywhere they can find find some space. It's... it's um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a, it, it's a, something special and something that should be, I don't know, admired or appreciated somehow. And people did start it even before the RPNP to rent their houses for tango guests as well. So right, it's okay. quite big business for somebody, you know, to go to summer cottage on that weekend and rent your own house to tango guests. Yeah, actually, I've got a friend because who did that is, last year, yeah. yeah. There's just... Not enough hotel rooms in Seinäjoki for all the tango guests. So and people won't stay in tents because they are a little bit older, too old for that one. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and of course you take a whole family and you put a whole family in a hotel that gets expensive. Whereas renting a house is perhaps yeah. more cost effective. Um, so, what, what do you think the future of festivals in Finland? It's changing, but it's healthy. Oh, I think it's changing, and generally, I think, healthy festival climate, I would say. But I think the, there are certain difficulties nowadays, for example, which rock festivals are facing, because more and more people are able to visit some other festivals in Europe, and they can be there more freely, because there are certain bureaucratic things in Finnish law that you can't have certain kind of restaurants, area in festivals, which are causing that festivals are not so cozy and nice that they would like to be. 
Yeah, that's true. Not being able to to take a alcoholic drink. Yeah. In front of the stage, you you have to stay yeah, in a yeah, caged white, area. Quite strict license where you yeah. can have like you know alcohol serving festival areas and some festivals, especially new festivals in eastern parts of Europe, are quite inexpensive as well. So it's quite easy to have uh, low-budget flights for somewhere else in mm-hmm. Europe mm-hmm. and have nice festival week somewhere with the same one money that you can spend over one wee- weekend in Finland. And people are traveling more and comparing things. So, in a way, that's a challenge for festival organizers nowadays to cater all, also for low-budget festival goers. So... It's not 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 an easy not easy thing to uh, to get all of those people to the same place, but maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point of the different festivals. I think lots of Finnish festival has started to sell so-called premium tickets. Right. Yeah. You, you can access better toilets and have better restaurant services, paying yeah. a little bit extra. Yeah. And in a way, I think one of the reasons. Or that is that at the same time middle-aged people don't want to party at the same place where young kids are. And maybe that. So there may be you that. are segmented different kind of audiences for different parts of the festival Yeah, side. no, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. But ultimately, for people that are listening, there is at least one festival for you. Whatever music you're into, there is something here for you. There is so many different kind of festivals in Finland that it's just amazing. There is like film festival, literature festival, theatre festivals, opera festival, jazz festivals, kids festivals, so and even band football festivals as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. No, you're, you're, you're quite right. There is festivals for every <laughs> thing in you can imagine in fi- taking place in Finland in summertime. And what I will do is, in the in the notes that I put on the website, is to include some links to some of these festivals and, and try and find a, a place that lists all the different all the different festivals that you can uh, attend. Juha, thanks so much for your time. We've been recording for about fifty minutes now, okay. and it feels like five. We have just started. <laughs> that, that's true. Maybe maybe we should come back one day and uh, <laughs> and do this and do this again. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for and inviting me. It was a pleasure. You're you're yeah. You're welcome. Thank you again. Okay. So for the second week running, thank you, Yuha, for uh, speaking to me about the festivals and about Finnish music. I appreciate the uh, the time that you you gave me, and I hope that everyone listening enjoyed it and found it as interesting as clearly I did when we were when we were speaking that day. Please remember to head over to iTunes or Stitcher Radio to subscribe to the show, to rate or review the show. All of these help me find a bigger audience out there on the on the various podcast players. If you want to keep up with the Explore Finland radio show, when you're not listening to the the podcast, then there's Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and also Instagram. And I just wanted to take a moment to say thanks to a few people who have started following the show on Instagram in the last few weeks. So, uh, Jay Soini, From Up North, Kirill, Tom Gagner, and Adelina. Uh, all of you have uh, have decided to follow me. Uh, I'm not 
hugely prolific on Instagram, but you know, from time to time when there's something I think might be interesting, then I, I put a picture up there. Uh, I'm looking at my, my home screen now, and as well as different episodes of the of the podcast on there, there's a picture of me with the Veikaus Liga trophy that Saniocchi won recently. Um, there's also a picture from the projection room of a, a local cinema, and uh, I was there just a week or two ago recording a future episode. So when that when that episode comes out, you'll be able to see, obviously, some pictures from there, but also see a, a sneak preview on Instagram. Also, you can follow the show on my website, so head over to explorefinlandpodcast.com. If you don't use social media, but you still like to be updated what I'm up to, then just click the follow button on the website. Every time I publish something, you'll get a, an email or a, a notification to let you know that I've, uh, I've got something new for you. And that's everything for this week. So again, thanks for listening. And until next week's episode, thanks a lot and goodbye.